You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millis-Nell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hey, podcast lovers, how are you all? I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I'll just start off with a couple of updates for you. My coaching business is almost ready to launch. I'm so excited. I mean, really ridiculously excited. Now, I'm into crikey, well, we're, we're all into week 13 of lockdown, although social distancing measures in the UK have been relaxing a decent amount over the past few weeks, which is very exciting. Cases are going down, um, which is very positive and very wonderful. Non-essential retail opens today. Quite amazing. So today is the 15th of June, a milestone really, which is wonderful. And I'm excited for everybody to be able to get back into doing, well, normal things, I suppose. And I'm really looking forward to getting my hair cut. Oh my word, I can't wait. It feels like forever. It's got really quite long. Perhaps I'll share a photo with you all. Um, Anyway, so on to today's show, which kind of neatly follows the idea of getting things done and being productive and making things happen. The show is entitled How to Be More Productive in Two Steps. (laughs) I actually just want to share with you two things. There's building works happening outside. So if you hear any odd noises, uh, our neighbours are renovating, that will be it. (laughs) Hopefully it won't come through too badly. And I've oiled or WD-40'd my chair, so it's less squeaky. I'm over the moon. It's amazing. Small things. Um, Anyway, onto the show. How to Be Productive in Two Steps. Now, I did a show a couple of weeks ago on how to manage time more effectively and speaking to folk once the show went out, this type of topic appears to be resonating at the moment since we're all having to ensure we are productive in the kind of groundhog scenario and environment we're finding ourselves in. And if you're still at home and you have children at home like I do, It's really difficult to find time just to do basic work, let alone any kind of me time. Um, And then there's constant noise as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I adore my children. Crikey, they're absolutely amazing. And they've been so resilient, actually, over the past 12 weeks. It's really quite impressive. However, 12 weeks is a long time and quite an interesting dynamic with no break. So I'm really worshipping the opportunity to have silence, which I do now. Uh, no, No one's in the house, which is quite incredible. So when considering our productivity at any given moment, it's worth asking ourselves two questions which will form the two steps I mentioned in the in the show title. Step one and the question one associated. Are you feeling exhausted? And step two and the questions that surround step two. Are we working on things which are important to us? Are we focusing on the right things? Now, let's focus on step one first. It's likely that we are all feeling a little fatigued and exhausted at the moment. And are we distracted? Are we doing things we love rather than what needs to be done? Are we procrastinating and are we delaying? And so on. Now, looking at step one, it's likely we are all feeling a little fatigued at the moment and a little bit exhausted. We're in the Groundhog Day, things are repetitive, so it does kind of zap our energy. Are you finding yourself, are you distracted and are we procrastinating as well and delaying, which I know I have been and so on? And are we watching too much social media? I mean, crikey, let's face it, we've all been home more and we've all been plugged in more, which means we tend to be 
clicking on those delightful sites and just generally catching up. And we've got addicted to checking the news, or certainly I have, and satisfying our social media cravings. So in order to promote wellness and increase productivity, there are some great lifestyle tips to address fatigue, which include, and these aren't rocket science, and I've mentioned them before, and if you get anything out of these shows, hopefully the repetitive nature of some of these points will resonate and stick with you, and therefore they become second nature. But um, lifestyle tips to address fatigue, rest more. Now, for example, me last night, I went to bed super late. It was past midnight. I had been doing stuff uh, productively, which was good. But it just means I'm on the wrong side of going to, wrong side of midnight going to bed. So I get very tired, particularly when needing to get up early in the morning. And the second part, drink more water. I didn't yesterday. So I wake up feeling like a raisin. I feel really dehydrated, lethargic and very kind of, I was stiff this morning. So productivity, those two things just on their own. If you're if you're drinking beautiful amounts of water, it's going to make you feel incredible. And if you're resting, you've got the energy. So productivity naturally comes. Celebrating success is always a great thing. It's amazing how good we feel when we acknowledge what we've succeeded in. So it's really important to celebrate success and take some me time. Now, I mentioned well, literally just now, it is and has been challenging with the times that we're facing, particularly if you've got children at home, it does make it more challenging. However, we can work in and around that. And hopefully for everybody now with social distancing, relaxing, we can get a little bit more out time, perhaps the bubbles that have been formed, just to give yourself a bit of me time because it really is important. And then avoid distractions. Um, so, for example, when I'm trying to do any work, I'm really bad. I don't close the tabs on my browser, which I really should. So then things pop up notifications and then I'm tempted to go in and you know check what that is. So it's really important to switch all those distractions off. And perhaps you do it well already, but really good, good tip anyway. Uh, take regular breaks. Now I have on my whiteboard here just some key things that I need to do regularly to remind myself because we do all get trapped in our working mode. I've got meditate, water, breaks, exercise. So breaks are really important. It's good to freshen your mind up. And in that being disciplined with the hours that you work, getting away. Sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees because we're too involved and we've been doing it for too long. So it's important to walk away, come back, and you might see something. Well, you might just get some inspiration, which will be amazing. And as I mentioned for my um, for the comment on my whiteboard, in terms of productivity and lifestyle tip, exercise. Enjoy nature and get some fresh air. That feels like magic. I mean, it, re- it reinvigorates you, regenerates you, I think. So even if the exercise is walking, it doesn't have to be a full-on run but just getting outside, which is amazing. Now, these very basic steps will help reduce fatigue and improve productivity. And in addition to these tips, it's important to review whether or not our heart is in it. Let's pay attention to our minds and listen to ourselves. Do we get excited by the task at hand? Are we enjoying it? And if so, we'll find the solutions because we want to succeed. We all find the time and we'll find the energy to complete it. But if we're not into it, and this is where you might have to ask yourself some tough questions to get the answer. Maybe the goal, the job or the situation actually requires review. Now, that's quite tough and it means, yeah, 
Self-reflection, it means really looking inside and being honest with yourself because you might have all these great lifestyle productivity tips. But if you're not really into it anyway, they're not going to help too much because you'll find distractions and you won't get involved. Productivity comes easily when we focus on what we are passionate about. And if this crisis has shown or taught us anything, it's that hopefully we need to focus on what makes us happy and what makes our soul sing. So there really does need to be some deep self-reflecting in order to address that and maybe make some big, scary decisions. Who knows? Um, But it's really important to look at what it is that you're actually enjoying. I mean, look at me, for example. I want to be a coach. I'm now walking away from what is a very successful career I've had within the development industry to pursue this because it really means a great deal to me and I get fired up about it. I absolutely love it. But it's crazy nerve wracking. I mean, really. And I've I've put up quite a lot of blockers and barriers and I've delayed from doing things just because of that fear factor. But I know it's right. So it's about pushing forward and carrying on. Now, there are also some great management tools which address the question, are we focusing on the right things, which is step two. Okay, in the late 1800s, economist and philosopher, now forgive me because I'm likely not to pronounce this correctly, um, Vilfredo, Vilfredo, Federico, Damaso, Pareto, think that's right. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't lead it by saying I'm not going to pronounce it correctly because then I probably won't. It's telling your mind that, hey. Anyway, he is believed to have noticed that 20% of his pea plants yielded 80% of the healthy crop. Now, some of you may know where I'm going with this. He applied this realisation to wealth, discovering an unhealthy ratio of land around 80% was owned by only around 20% of the population. I think that's very applicable to today's world as well. He later went on to apply this understanding to other economic and management situations, discovering much the same result. And this is more commonly and certainly in recent years been known as the Pareto Principle and is used as a management tool when suggesting that 80% of success and potentially productivity comes from 20% action. Now, for example, let's say you, uh, you're a designer or you're having a new kitchen at home. It would be more productive to produce three to five sketch options. You know, not too much detail, just a few sketches. So that would be about 20% of work rather than designing a f- fully designing a new kitchen, which you're potentially going to have to change because either you won't like it, it's not practical or something needs to change. So it's much more beneficial to apply what you need to do to the smaller percentage to give you that productivity to move forward and be successful to go on to the next step. So I hope that example kind of explains a bit. And while thinking of that, it's also worth pointing out that it's always useful to tackle the most challenging or largest item first, leaving the simpler and less energy zapping until last which to me makes good common sense because I can see it in my own work. When I delay doing things, I always put the, oh, I don't want to do that just yet. I'll do that second and I'll do the fun stuff, you know, the creative, bit, the geeky stuff perhaps that I enjoy doing first. But actually we need to do it the other way around in order to be productive. 
So to recap, two easy questions you can ask yourself, which will be followed by steps to help you become more productive. And they are, number one, am I feeling exhausted? Ask yourself that. And if so, implement some good lifestyle management tips, the drinking, the sleep, the rest, the, you know, unplugging and whatnot and give it a few days and watch the difference I'll bet you'll be incredibly surprised because I notice it straight away particularly with water it it changes how my body is and everything and then while you're at it review whether or not your heart is really into what it is that you're trying to do and then step two and question two are you focusing on the right things and consider the 80-20 principle the Pareto principle. Using these principles will help you reframe tackling tasks and hopefully it will help you become more productive since that's the aim of this show (laughs) and these tips. It will certainly become more productive and I'd be so keen to hear from you and let me know if these tips work. I mean, drop me a line by all means. We'd love to know if they've been beneficial and if actually you've, uh, you know, adopted any of these from previous shows as well. And now, Additionally, if you find and feel you're in a funk and you may benefit from some coaching, I will be offering some discounted packages through July. Where are we? And we're in June now, July. So keep posted. I'll let you know through the shows. And if you feel like you might benefit or if you're in a funk or you need just a bit of a hand, maybe these uh, one of these packages might be good for you. So thanks again for listening. You're all incredible. I hope you have a wonderful week. Keep an eye out for new shows that I've got coming up. There are a couple of great interviews, including a local business owner, actually. Her name is also Natalie. Great name. Um, We discuss how she has adapted her business during 2020. She runs a fantastic restaurant that I used to frequent and she's converted it anyway. She'll be talking all about it in a show. It's really, really fabulous. So, uh, yeah, keep your ears out and your eyes peeled. I hope you have a great week and you get to enjoy everything that's around you. Be safe, everyone. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com or seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find my other shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you.